Good evening, and welcome to Progressively Horrified, the show where we hold horror to standards it absolutely never agreed to. <laughs> Good evening, and welcome to Progressively Horrified, the podcast where we hold horror to progressive standards it never agreed to. It's Scary Movie Month, so we're doing something a little bit different this month. We're revisiting some of the first movies from some classic slasher franchises, and we're bringing a whole party of our friends along to talk about it. Our final movie of Scary Movie Month is the movie that made Death Traps cool again, Saw. I'm your host, Jeremy Whitley, and with me tonight, I have a panel of cinephiles and cinebites. First, my co-host and comic book writer, Ben Kahn. Ben, would you like to play a game? So it turns out the James Wan map from Saw to Malignant is a straight fucking line. (laughs) (laughs) Having watched both of those in only a few weeks, I'm like, yeah, same dude made these. Makes a lot of fucking sense. Checks out. Absolutely. Uh, Next up, my frequent collaborator and comics artist and certified vampire aficionado, Emily Martin. How are you tonight, Emily? Um... I'm waiting for Michael Douglas to show up. <laughs> Thank you, one person. <laughs> I just got that. <laughs> okay. One of my favorite movies of all time, and I just got oh. that. Oh, and, <laughs> and like it's I said, the movie, the game. Party. It's the game, directed yes, by David is. Fincher, Michael yeah. Douglas. There's puzzle pieces. It's very good. I'm like, is Michael Douglas in one of the sequels? <laughs> Michael Douglas saw four. Now Michael Douglas saw five. He's <laughs> in the new one. They see yeah. the item in there. Definitely. The book of he's playing Chris Rock. <laughs> <laughs> okay and like i said we have a whole party of past guests with us first up you know them and love them from the talking comics podcast it's steve say and bronwyn kelly say how are you guys Ooh, happy to be here <laughs> i am happy to be here and i have a question yes. on the cover of this movie why is it an arm and not a foot considering <laughs> what's that oh. well mine is a foot oh. on the front of the disc are there oh. multiple covers? Probably. Yeah. I, I see what I see. What you may not know this, but this about. movie made a metric shit ton of money. <laughs> I, I, no, I know Thank it's you for the metric shit ton. I see you. <laughs> if you go to uh, the saw, like the Wikipedia page of saw, the poster they use there is the one Steve's talking about with the cut off hand. Okay. Yeah. Um, I just, we went to go watch it. I picked it up the other night and I was looking at it and I'm like, why though? <laughs> well, then the new collection. I when feel it's a bear visually trap, which makes no sense. a cut off hand. I'm like, ooh, scary. I see a cut off foot. I'm like, what's yeah. that foot doing there? <laughs> I mean, Who left their foot point. there. Really? All right. Before we get I, too I deep in this, like a ha- no, if I know nothing no, else. Jeremy, I think we need to point. explore that a little. <laughs> we have a couple more people to introduce. Uh, we also have our frequent guest and our friend from the. Uh, the Gotham Outsiders <laughs> podcast is TJ Finnessy. TJ, how are you? Hi, I am good. How are you all? Hi. Uh, we're already, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> and last Killing but certainly it. not least, amazing comics artist Brie Indigo. Brie, how are you? I am good. <laughs> <laughs> so the foot and the hand. It's good so the foot and the hand. They did, did most Those classic Daredevil and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle villains. 
Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> and then between them, it's the torso. It's true. Uh, <laughs> Very no scary. Yeah. So I Is guess. It like Exodia? Like, I don't know, but yeah, I guess starting out, that's our first discourse. What's creepier on a poster? Cut off foot or cut off hand? It depends on the context. <laughs> Body parts. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying, two, this movie. Readers, and... let us know. Respond in the poll. We're not <laughs> right, putting right. up a poll. Like we watching really this should. movie over again, it loves to spell everything out for you right near the top of the movie. Like They literally tell you what's going to happen. It could have started with the poster. I just either it's a missed opportunity or there are more than one poster. I mean, that would have been like the one red herring that the movie would have been successfully herring that like it's yeah. <laughs> like, I it's, like communism. See, I didn't see it. Like I didn't even see it when this came out. And I knew this was the movie where a dude saw through his own foot. Well, you like, all thought it was going to be a hand. <laughs> oh my God. I'm so damn stupid because like last night after watching it, I'm looking at the name and I was like, why is it called saw i'm an idiot <laughs> because on the cup like the freaking disc is a like a rotary saw so i'm just like that never shows up yeah <laughs> see there's so the red hair like, the line <laughs> he doesn't want us to cut through the chains he wants us to cut then what does he want us to cut through pan down to the leg that was in every trailer and every commercial Jesus. like they wanted us to know that like yeah this is the movie where a dude's gonna saw his own foot off mm-hmm. and i was like wow i can't believe it no yeah they sold this in almost like a pt barnum kind of way like <laughs> the- <laughs> this movie, looking at this movie now is wild because it is so it's directed by james wan it's written by james wan and lay Winnell. It stars Lee Winnell as one of like the two main characters. And then they managed to get Carrie Always, Danny Glover, Ken Leung, Michael Emerson, Tobin Bell in there. Great um, cast, by yeah. the way. Holy shit. I was really shocked. Yeah. I was like, movie also, I looked this up. Made they, for had buck da- 50. Uh, they had Danny yeah. Glover for two days. Yeah. yeah. That is two days of Glover. That is good use of Glover. Yeah. This, this Solid is Glover. Australian film students like thesis film basically yeah like, these guys are fresh <laughs> out of film school in australia they make this like it's it's on the disc if you guys have the disc or it's on some of the special features their original like eight minute version of this is just like a scene of one l talking to a cop about escaping jigsaw and it's basically just he's in the head contraption bit that we see amanda in in the movie oh. um and like they, they do made... the same sort of thing, but with, with him. And it's, you know, that's the entire film. And they basically sold it to New Dimension on that alone. And then that's cool. Yeah. Imagine these film students. They managed to get Tobin Bell, who is already a well respected, well known actor in mm-hmm. many a classic Hollywood film. And they made him just lie down in a puddle for two <laughs> fucking weeks of filming. Right? <laughs> And nobody noticed him breathing. I mean, Ma. he nailed it. Yeah. Like, my, I have a theory about that. In slow mo, is just stretching and oh, it was like so I, creepy. I, mm-hmm. I, I wonder if that wasn't in the script. That's just the way Tobin Bell got up after a day of just of lying napping. Down yeah, right? like, well, his face we down in corn syrup. No, 
there is no way for this man to get up after lying down for such a long time without having to do a whole bunch of stretching. Tobin's got to do it every day. Put it in the film. <laughs> but did he sit? Was it him the whole time or did they it have was, like a body it double? Was. No, no, it was him. him the whole time. I don't think they'd have money for a body double. Like yeah. legit, they this had no budget. It. They definitely didn't. <laughs> I have to tell you guys, the guy in the barbed wire trap was offered the role of Jigsaw, but turned it down because it was too small of a part. Oh, so it's like oh, so God. funny. <laughs> Oh, wait, the, what, the, what, he thought he thought he <laughs> died in a right? fucking razor trap was more important. Like, okay, he's making bad decisions in life. He deserved yeah. that. That is poor yeah. life choices. Like, in a nutshell, crawl through razor wire in my underwear. That'll get me more jobs. Yeah, and then they <laughs> don't even. You don't really see. His, yeah, you, you don't see his face. Been in like eight, got eight of these fucking movies. Right. All you see of that guy is just like this. These like new metal slash like smash cuts. Yeah, like, him, like forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like all the fucking blurring and stuff, and I'm like, yeah, I get it. Yeah, I, I get I mean, it. How else was I supposed to know? Smash cut? <laughs> but wow. Emily, how else am I supposed to know that intense stuff is going on if the camera doesn't go batshit crazy? <laughs> okay, someone, somebody with Menier's disease and this and inner ear nonsense. That was oh, a tough no. movie to watch. I'm not I'm gonna so lie. Sorry. Oh. At least in I'm like believing. seven, they. You know, paste it. <laughs> like, did anyone else get the feeling that this was a lot of like, again, now we know James Wan will go super over the top with extravagant action scenes, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of scenes in this movie where it's like, okay, James Wan, you had no idea how to film or direct or have the budget to do an actual car chase, so we're just going to okay. do regular cars driving okay. and make the camera go crazy. The car That's chase. what I said, too. I, think I was, they were driving after watching the circles, movie, I they? was prepared to make fun of the car chase, but then I watched the special features, and I found out that they just, they rented a building to film this in, which, like, the apartment set, the razor wire trap the police station all of this stuff is all in the same building as well Um, as the parking garage for the hospital (laughs) well so that parking garage is not only the parking garage it's not for the hospital it turns out it turns out it's for wherever his it's for the cd motel absolutely Uh, i saw that too i was like at a hospital um, where he's having yeah, an affair with a woman who is yeah, still calling him Dr. Moment. Gordon. That yeah. fucked me up um, more than anything in the movie is that this right. woman is having an affair with a man she's not on a first name basis with. <laughs> right. okay. But the, the, the car scene where they're driving, the thing is, they're not. Um, they're in a parking thing. garage. <laughs> <laughs> they're in a parking garage and they hooked up their like uh, their fog machines to make it look like they were outside. And then Amazing. they just filmed it like that. <laughs> and like Amazing. They, they couldn't afford to do any outside shots and they couldn't afford to actually drive the cars anywhere and, and film it. So like it's all done inside this parking deck with okay. a fog machine We're and resourceful. like them shaking the actual cars. Yeah. So this is very Incredible. resourceful Incredible. and I'm very impressed with that whole car scene thing. But can we talk about the addiction to the fog machine? Because the fog <laughs> inside Jigsaw's workshop <laughs> Probably my science brain okay i actually did my degree in environmental science with a double major in atmospheric and and water chemistry like so the atmospheric aspect of this was a struggle we're sitting on the couch watching this movie downstairs and suddenly she just grabs my leg and she goes is that fog (laughs) listen listen i'll tell you what 
he was boiling a lot of equipment because there's no other way that any person in this situation, unless everything was sanitized, would survive unless everything was constantly boiling. Look, how many autoclaves do you have to run to get that much steam? Because I, I got to tell you, I run an autoclave on the regular. <laughs> I just assume Jake really likes dry ice. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, you see his trap. Just be running the machine. Just be running I do the appreciate machine it. in his lab. I do appreciate his dedication to sterility, though. (laughs) Weird things that freaked me out in this movie. Definitely more than they should was how in the entire first half, Carrie Ellis insists on throwing everything overhand. And I kept waiting for him to like throw something down a drain or something. It's like you are five feet. You are like six feet apart. Stop throwing overhand. Well, every single time it was just like, throw me that throws it overhand and then you see the person who was getting thrown to look big like behind them because yeah. they're like oh god i'm like every single i wrote in the notes i said not one of these fools know how to throw anything there is no, a no, the entire film yeah they yeah, actually the, no the carrie always catches catch, one thing carrie, carrie always catches the tape machine the one time they throw that yeah the rest of the movie nobody catches shit like they I, I, was, make, I was actually the he does this. catch the shit when he puts his hand down the toilet oh. <laughs> <laughs> i have to assume though, that that was that him catching the tape recorder was one of the most important Very, stunts because they could yeah. not afford a second tape recorder if it broke <laughs> right well, that's the thing is that the um, th- like they're throwing overhand at each other when there's like this gross ass bathtub and a fucking oh. like toilet, toilet full of full of shit. Oh, oh Dude, I hated I'm sorry. That. When he reached into that, I literally said out loud, I said, boy, the back. Like, I mean, like, <laughs> right? Like, who doesn't try the back first? Oh, God. First, right. At least. Because it's like, even if it's not there, like, I would have, me and Tamara, like, we would have exhausted every option. Yeah. Well, I think because, like, that place looked pretty ratted out, right? So, do you think that that was anywhere near fresh? Like, maybe Jigsaw, like, <laughs> Ooh. Went in there beforehand. He's like, ha, ha. <laughs> that so, was the last thing Jigsaw did before he laid down. Um, <laughs> he's gonna think to look in the tank first. It'll be hilarious. A, a fun <laughs> piece of trivia just about this whole set was obviously when they were making this, it was just like, great, we made a shitty bathroom set. Let's go. And then, we'll and then like by Saw 4, they're like, ooh, we want to go back to that original setting, see what happened in that room afterwards. But by then, the whole original thing was totally destroyed. So instead of making their own recreation, they just used the recreation that was made for Scary Movie 4. That's they really oh, wow. I love it. What? Great that's amazing. Seriously. Yeah. Efficient. I like it. Efficient. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the only set that they actually built for this movie. Everything else was like preset for these, these other films because this, I guess, this house. This building they rented out is just a building full of like sets for people to use to film indie films. Um, So they just like did all these things in there and they uh, they were talking about how like the last thing that they didn't have a place to film was like the the wire trap. Um, And they literally like James Wan went down into the the crawl space underneath the building and was like, oh, dude, it's real cool down here. Could we shoot down here? Everybody's like. (laughs) Oh, it's like five feet tall. Do you really want eight foot tall yes. Donald Glover down here? Like that seems seems terrible. Seems appropriate, <laughs> right? I just figured out who the razor wire guy reminds me of. It was killing me the whole time we were talking about it, and now I know. 
Anybody here a Brooklyn Nine Nine fan? Yes, yeah. obviously. He's Scully. Yeah. He's no, I never no, no. It's a deeper apart. cut than that. <laughs> he is the Jake Peralta character in the fake cop show, the serial killer <laughs> at the end that gets shot like a thousand times. Oh my god! Well, his career kicked that's, off. That's yeah, that. that's oof. Yeah. Is that the new season? No, no that was a lot. Of, that was the one where um, Nathan Fillion played his own career, like made fun of his yeah, own yeah, career. Yeah, yeah. Oh shit! Okay. Oh yeah, I'm going bad, back. Bad. <laughs> so some spoilers about uh, Danny Glover's Detective Trap is that apparently he survives this whole movie because he then goes on to star in Saw the video game. Nice. Well, good because the character does not not Danny Glover. He he did not come back. <laughs> Real motion capture Danny Glover. I used to our mocap Danny Glover. You want to know a little bit of interesting trivia for this? My cousin, Sean McDonald, is actually in two of the later Saw films. Really? Oh, yeah. Really cool. 3D and 4. She plays Tara, I guess. Thank you, TJ. <laughs> She's really good. <laughs> Saw 6 is great. and She does a good job. Oh, 6. Sorry. Okay. Yes. Okay. 7 is bad. <laughs> or 7 is 3D. 7 and 3D are the same. Ah. Uh, sorry. So, are, you are they the same movie the seven- or... Are you saying that the seventh iteration in a horror franchise is not good? (laughs) So six was just surprisingly good. And then seven is like depressingly bad. I Uh, every slasher franchise should have one where it's just they go to New York. Jigsaw should have like Jigsaw goes to New York where he's like, I've set up a game in the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> Dude, I can't Jigsaw I, takes I almost, Long Island. <laughs> I almost That's couldn't even watch the movie and see the puppet because I've seen the YouTube spoofs of like what if Jigsaw is your roommate? And I was just like, Oh, oh my god. <laughs> oh goofball. Can uh, you escape the Long Island duck? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the crossover I'd want with the whole game thing is Jigsaw meets Yu-Gi-Oh. Ooh. Oh, fuck. No. Not again. Not again. <laughs> on, let's fall down the Yu-Gi-Oh hole. Um, no, I just want, I I just want that like game with you, Jigsaw. It's time to duel. You can't murder game me, Jigsaw. I murder game you. Yeah. Oh, my God. That would be fantastic, actually. I mean, and there's so many fucking like there's so many like death trap, death game manga out there. There are so many. Oh um, and God. I I haven't read hashtag Squid yeah. Game. Now we can add that for that sweet sweet SEO relevant. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah, I did read I did read a fraction of the Gants, and I did not oh, care for it. Gants. Oh, I thought it was so good as a kid, and I was like, oh, I'm like realizing. I was oh like, oh, no. Suits. I was, I was like, just yeah, talking I was a teenager. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, it's bad. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's like. It, okay like really quick because we obviously shouldn't like get all off on a tangent on Gantz but like it's like it was like oh this is promising and I was like well, what the fuck like what so oh, that's no. pretty much my whole mood <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean that I, I, if I was a teenager and I found Gantz I would have been like all into that I'd be like whoa it's so edgy Ugh. I yeah. thought it was you know. cool we watched um what was that thing that we watched recently oh Alice in Borderland oh yeah, oh, yeah. and yeah. right after Enjoyed that it. I was like yeah. oh Gantz I remember Gantz. but apparently watch I don't it. and I was so afraid to rewatch it watch it it's not it's not so bad that you're just like ah but like there are points where you're just like hmm 
but it's still the concept is i think the concept is cooler than the way it was like handled that's all like yeah fair enough what yeah. i'll say is that you do american squid games for square uh, playground style four square should be one of the games I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that is murking someone with that, that game yeah is lethal. <laughs> the game is lethal Fucking no. capture the flag Absolutely. Now, not unrelated to this, like that's For the record, very much I the way I felt about games. Saw, because like yeah. I saw Saw the opening weekend it came out when it was like an unknown quantity. Yeah, nobody knew yep. what we were in for, and it's yep. just like I remember watching it and being so captivated and blown away by it because it is such a like kind of immersive moment. It's it's like at some. I think it's hard to say just how much it was different from anything else that was coming out at the time because yeah. it has been so frequently reproduced. I mean, most notably in the eight other Saw films, but also the <laughs> 100 uh, different, you know, knockoffs, the hostels, things like that. Oh, yeah. Hostel, like, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, it was exciting. I, I definitely understand why this was such a big hit. I mean, mm-hmm. it is a story unlike any other horror movie told unlike any other horror movie like this was something different like bold and different in execution and in and you made a great point like it's hard it can be hard to separate from just the wave of imitators and how what became what was bold and striking became like empty and like wrote and cliche and very quickly yeah i'm going to lay out a take that may seem weird, but I hope will make sense. Saw reminds me of the Born Identity. Uh-huh. In that, that all like, the smash cuts and the like. <laughs> just in, mostly the way, like the extreme, like this feels like gore to a level of realism that, like, I don't think we've ever seen before in any of the movies we've watched for this series. Like, or at least, like, yeah, chronologically speaking, um, and the way that that would like, I feel like it works for this movie and it's treated with seriousness. And honestly, there's a lot of like discretion shots that let your imagination fill it in like the above the head shotgun scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and same for like Born Identity where it's like, no, the shaky cam action works for that. It's told well and it fits the style and elements that fit both of these first movies well then just got replicated on nauseam and done a lot worse and just negatively impacted their genres. I was, I was in a bit of an interesting, I think, I mean, for me, the movie, watching the movie for, for the first time, I, again, I had heard about it. I'd seen like the, the parody of it. I was sort of aware of it in the um, mimetic uh, flow of uh, cultural references and stuff, but I had never actually sat down and watched the movie. Mm-hmm. and it was very familiar to me but it it did take a bunch of tropes and rearrange them in a way that hadn't been done before mm-hmm. um you know mm-hmm. i could see the the very clear references to various mm-hmm. other films um and not only in in story but in style and uh it did really make something that was of the time that was very apropos of the style i mean like that's we talk about the new metal smash cuts and that shit was going strong in the early 2000s so like i i can see how this film would just blow away anybody especially since it was such a dark horse like coming into the um 
as an unknown into the main like horror film market and then people have no having no idea what to expect from it and then just being blown away because your expectations are just like nothing at that point i think um, there's a, like a tonal influence from movies like seven oh that yeah came out or like a few years earlier that it's i think really I benefit think, it i think it's tonally influenced by seven and then shooting wise really influenced by the matrix like because oh, yeah. they really they really go hard on this moving in a circle around things rapidly while shooting it you know it, it's the biggest part is you know the the scene with the jaw thing uh yeah. on the, it the is the space. reverse bear oh. trap and it deserves respect yes the <laughs> reverse bear trap <laughs> think about how that saw trap that trap does not go that trap only goes off on styrofoam and yet think about how impactful and iconic and memorable yeah you gotta watch yeah. saw 3d ben <laughs> I like that that shit was I mean, like it was it was like ridiculous because if you like think about it too much you're just like wow like cameraman is going off but like it really got the mood perfectly because it's just like how how the heck we uh, perfectly puts you in the head of uh, Amanda do you know what I mean like yeah, just yeah. crazy and, like this scene is wild and in the special features you can see that they set up they literally just set up a circular track for the camera around That's this awesome. chair yeah so that, that camera was just whipping around that thing filming her as this was going on yeah another thing with this movie is did it feel like they didn't have cameras that were capable of actual slow-mo but they still wanted to have slow-mo so they just (laughs) awkwardly slow like did it in post yes probably i mean the the camera work is very reminiscent of i mean there was a there was the whole 90s um uh, music video situation you know you had the tool music videos and the Marilyn Manson music videos and stuff and a lot of this like super kind of weird artsy grunge shit going on so so you have this this kind of artsy element that is also it, it's just it's interesting to me the the progression of that into this movie which makes it very much artsy in the same way that Seven was but you also have the influence of Terry Gilliam and then like uh, Jean-Pierre Jeunet or like City yeah. of Lost Children and, mm-hmm. and Gummo and stuff like that. Um yeah, is so disturbing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the thing is that, that a lot yeah. of these these more like weird scungy movies um mm-hmm. in the in like late eight, late nineties and early aughts are are very much like trying to bring in that mm-hmm. um that, that all those stylings. And then you have the stop action stuff of like Jan Spankmeyer, which is wholly upsetting and that's where a lot of the shit then the Marilyn Manson and the tool videos come from so I you know I recognize and I appreciate that those those were referenced and I think it was um it was well done for the time right now it seems a way over the top for me and a little too much you know because I'm like Mm -hmm. I get it he's he's like shaking you know like when it whenever someone's head is blurring and they're like their head is going back and forth really really fast and I'm like just calm down yeah but Emily, how am like, I-, I feel like how else would they i don't know like i'm not a i'm not a freaking director or whatever but like i wouldn't know any other way to like get across like just how fucking bonkers the situation would be other than to just like portray it like that do you know what i mean like i, mean, I don't know i i think the the frenetic quality of it was mm-hmm. good i just like there were certain image tropes like imagery tropes oh, gotcha. that i'm just I- kind of I think um, the problem is that over. they use the same <laughs> stylistic choices oh, to communicate tone and character as they used to cover up or like lack of 
budget and yeah. resources. Yeah. yeah. So it's like the same tool we're using to get into Amanda's frenetic like mindset is also the same tool used to disguise the fact that we're still in a parking lot and not actually driving. That's fair. And I mean, to be fair, and I like I think they to did. Be all, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really do think that they they accomplished more than most people could have with what they had. Yeah. Um, oh, absolutely. So like it, it's I funny because for me, the frenetic nature of some of the film techniques and things like that was actually quite difficult for me to handle visually just because it set my brain on fire. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but that said, the more I sat with it, um, the better it got. So yeah. like days after watching it, I was like, okay, no, that was actually really cool. And oh my God, the traps were amazing. And like all like this was this was actually really interesting. And these I really enjoyed the fact that the movie was the vast majority of the movie was actually this just sort of tense and quiet interaction between two men, uh, yeah. which yeah. is not something you get a lot of then or now, even. I love that one. I want the dark moody scene, not of Tobin Bell jigsaw like setting up the murder traps. I want the dark, brooding, dramatic camera work scene of him making the dioramas. Thank you. Oh my god. I was like, dude, another artist that should have stuck with art. Yeah. 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 Because like legit just stuck with the dioramas. John going to Michael's dioramas. like I the diorama, a little bit tighter writing. I'm not gonna lie, yeah. there were some well, plot I mean, holes in here, sure. but <laughs> boy, you really love making these dioramas, don't you, John? Oh, don't you know it? Yeah. You tell me where your sculpting plays. You should never do it again. You should see my workshop yeah. sometime. I wonder if games. he's related to the chick over from Hereditary, right? Oh, God. Mm. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think it was. It's interesting to me because I think the movie is at its best when it's in that room with the two men stuck in there and they don't know why they're there and like i think that the whodunit aspect of the beginning of it with their like trying to figure things out and what what five years later will literally become like the basis for escape rooms as a thing yeah um, so, yeah like, History, like i don't know how the timeline works did saw invent escape rooms i mean as as we understand <laughs> they, them, i think yeah. they might have yeah like <laughs> i think i think it it definitely contributed to the idea of the escape room um in a big way like made it something that people actually consider doing and paying for um Pretty i'm hoping i never had to chop off a leg for it though yeah, 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 yeah. just paid jigsaw i get why <laughs> like this guy should have been doing those like he should have been yeah. killers have so much time on their hands i have a note here and it's you know talking about privilege and how these killers mm-hmm. like <laughs> Like, nice he doesn't so want to actually work for anything. He just wants it handed to him, which is why he's so entitled to have an opinion on everyone else's life but his own. Right? Remember? At least that like, thought came to mind. <laughs> Hannibal Lecter has like two side jobs. Like he Let does, he cooks and he does psychiatry. And like, he plays the. Yeah, this uh, guy's just like, he plays hey. the harpsichord. He yes, plays yeah. the harpsichord and the theremin because. I you have to make say, this shit as extra as possible. Let me just say, um, this is an official 
uh, statement. We here at Progressively Horrified do not endorse the methods of Jigsaw yeah. as an effective drug rehab rehabilitation <laughs> for, for, was, for starters. I was like, I mean, like I put this in the notes. I'm just like, when I was younger, I, I was, you know, I, I think I was 12 when this came out. So I, my mom allowed me to watch it. And I was like, wow, yeah, I'll never be depressed because you should really be like grateful for life. And also, yeah. And I was like, stupid. But now I'm watching it and I'm just like, oh my God. Why are you picking on people who are victims of circumstance? Can you please pick on actual like evil right? people, if anything? Yeah, like, like, oh wait, wait, what is he? What does he have in common with those that are in power? I'm uh-huh. sorry. Uh-huh. So, uh-huh. so I'm yeah. thinking like he's just yeah. this dude that's like pissed, p- angry because oh I'm dying and all these pieces of shit are getting to live. So now he's like judging everyone when yeah. i'm like you know what let's get real deep what about you thinking about god's game for your life maybe you're dying because yeah. you're a piece of shit thank you mad at people for buying ipads when they are god. on food stamps like yeah think- it's like oh shut the fuck up him like, honest to god again you, adam's mortal sin is you're at a nine a photographer. A four jigsaw <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Do you think cutting off your own foot is just the extreme version of pulling yourself up uh, by, by your bootstraps? Boot <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Please, oh, by say, your dangling uh, foot pieces. Yeah. Uh, like, I pulled my actual me? foot off of my leg. Are you happy now? Yeah, like, I do want to say, from an acting boomer, MVP, <laughs> Carrie hey, Ellis boomer. is really good in this movie. He's very yeah, good. He's he, doesn't, yeah. he doesn't keep the American accent as much as, you know, he... I mean, no, no, but, but he still most, is performing it top notch. I'd yes, rather yeah. that than what you get with a lot of actors where they're trying so hard to keep their American accent right that they don't put any emotion into the voice. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Well, you Resident Evil. <laughs> it was odd. Yeah, I mean, not looking Lee, at you, Lee Daniel Winnell. Craig's incredible American accent in Tomb Raider. Well, good. Lee Winnell, I not think is probably the like, weakest point acting wise he's okay mm, but yeah. like he is Ish. he's got some <laughs> he's got some moments especially when he is upset uh because in the beginning he is not nearly as upset as he should be about the fact that this Thank guy's you. this guy's goal is to kill him before 6 a.m yeah okay, that yeah. drove me crazy they never talk about it it I was kind never of appreciative of that. Like that was the main thing that made me go, maybe he's not such a piece of trash. Cause I was like, that's his incentive. And the whole time he's just like, let's figure out how we could both get out of here. I was like, Hey, he's kind of a decent guy. And I'm just like, eh. yeah, Is he yeah but there was never the mo- <laughs> there was never even the moment of like Adam being like, Oh, I don't want you to have that because you could use it to kill me. And I know that's how yeah. what you could do yeah. to get out of here. Like they didn't even he does steal it. the picture of the man's wife and daughter tied up that is yeah. meant to incentivize him. And that, then uh, hides it poorly. Like, yeah. like extremely get, poorly. I get <laughs> why they made the movie the way they did because that that's how you get it to a theatrical end. Yeah. But now that's out, I would love to see a cut of this movie that's just the Adam and Lauren scenes. Like where it's I'd be just okay with them. keeping the flashbacks, the stuff that sets up Jigsaw, yeah. the stuff where we learn all that. But all once it gets to a certain point where they're doing all the flash sideways bits, and then they're like going back and filling in like Adam's part of the you know flashbacks that we've already seen. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. it's so just, much new metal. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think. I'm sorry. I, oh, go ahead, sir. Oh no, no, after you. 
I was going to change. I was going to skip to another part of the movie. So go for it. Okay. I just, my, my struggle with the flashbacks part of it though, like, cause I, as I said, like earlier, my favorite parts were the two men talking, but the flashbacks part was because it, for me, it, it pointed out the parts of the story that weren't super connected, mm-hmm. you know, because, at, you know, it all comes together at the end and we're not worried about spoilers, right? Cause this is a 2004 oh, yeah. movie. Uh, yeah. okay. 20 years later. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so you know when it, when we have the big reveal it's at the end odd. and everything either like you've that. you've seen it by now, or yeah, either you've seen it by <laughs> yeah. now, or you're okay. not gonna see or you're it not gonna unless, yeah. unless you have it for a podcast. But you know, we find out who the who Jigsaw actually is and what his connection is to um, to Carrie Elwes character. Um, but then we find out really that he doesn't have any kind of significant connection to anyone else and so all of these flashbacks are really highlighting the fact that he's just picking randos except for this one guy and that yeah yeah, he's just an annoying bitter old man who's super judgy for no reason except for he has the ability to be so i'm dying and um (laughs) (laughs) which i mean i get it like that's actually pretty realistic at this stage because clearly the you know old white guys have that issue you know but you know what line drove me nuts in this movie is Mm -hmm. when one of the the, the detectives say like technically he's not a murderer like yeah oh i died i died he's super a murderer (laughs) he's very just like the fucking the dude from drag me or not drag me to hell what was the other one uh don't breathe who's not a rapist i'm like right no no hello dude but you know what i kind of I don't want to get too like conspiracy theorist, but like, I kind of, I kind of appreciate that perspective from the character. Cause it's just like, if you think of like, you know, Jigsaw and like what he represents in society and his pers- conservative perspective, it's just like, we don't see like the issues that people, <sighs> I'm going to sound crazy, but like the, the, like the drug addicts, the depressed people, like they're all victims of the system but the system didn't put them in that situation, correct? Like, they just choose to be victims. Like, the system didn't kill them. They killed themselves. And I'm like, no, 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 no. No, the system deliberately put them in a fucking bathroom chained to the wall. There's a distinct lack of accountability in our entire structure here. Yeah. (laughs) This is really highlighting. Where, like, he's, like, doing this sort of stuff to like dirty cops and corporate moguls and corrupt landlords like those are the criminals like go off bitch yeah right like yeah Yeah. at least fucking Yu-Gi-Oh did that but he's like oh there's always a way to do that because I'm no, sure there's... Uh, in his wildest dreams, he wished that he could live long enough to be them. So, you know, <laughs> even in its yeah. worst, it's like, oh, the way you would have won is if you had gotten the key that went down the drain the moment you yeah. woke up from being drugged yeah. unconscious and woke up underwater better. in a dark bat in a completely dark bathtub. Yeah, I and think that there like, could the keys in the bathtub, dummy. It's like, fuck you. Like, yeah. yeah. Wait, are you telling me he lost in the first two seconds of the test? <laughs> fuck off. Yeah, that's what a badly put together oh, test. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> yeah, so I think that, yeah, there's like some really interesting um, missed points here that they could have really uh, capitalized on about the guy's privilege and about the guy, you know, the, the jigsaw and his position and his judgment call and everything because you know we have a we have this idea of um the weird bright white serial killer who's just mad about xyz thing like um oh god i can't remember the name but there have a (laughs) bunch of them a bunch of them 
mean serial killers. Yeah, I mean they're serial killers. They can't yeah, stand all, Fruit all Loops. It sucks. Like all serial but... killers <laughs> are weird white guys who are angry about something. Well, yeah, yeah but like yeah, at least, at least at least Michael Myers was like, ooh, this one person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so <sighs> I will say though, even knowing that the twist was coming the whole movie, when uh, when uh what when tobin bell stands up that's so creepy he rips like the makeup up like oh, dude, that was was coming. yeah slapped in the theater uh, it's oh, so much harder to, like, moment. capture now but watching it for the first time not knowing that was coming yeah like yeah that moment where like carrie always has left like crawled out oh. into the hallway having severed his entire foot and adam is just sitting there when he you see it, like it's not even focusing yeah. on him and he literally like stands up into the background of the shot it's like yeah what oh. the fuck yeah <laughs> so, i, mean, I it remember was that well done specifically when this movie was out in theaters and at least seven people in my theater were just whoa <laughs> freaking out it's yeah. such a well-written twist and it's so well executed yeah yeah did anyone else have the version where Carrie Elwes goes, I wouldn't lie to you? Yes. That? Yeah. <laughs> that's like my favorite line in the whole movie, just because it's like, that's like the theme of the movie. That's yeah, my favorite. To each other. That's my favorite Carrie Elwes is when he's just like halfway bleeding out. Like, it's so John good. is like, eyes he's all, all fucked up. Like, <laughs> yeah. Crawling on the floor, not even trying to hop, just going for the crawl. Yeah. yeah, he underplays this so much, you know. He just <laughs> <laughs> and I like, there's I... no hard feelings after the gunshot. Like he's just like, oh, I'm gonna save us. He's like, you fucking shot me the whole like after the timeline. Like you didn't shoot me the whole time. We had time for this, and then after the timer, you're like, I'm gonna shoot you. He's like, no, yeah. the game is no, no. over. That was my favorite because he's like, no, it's okay. I knew where to shoot you because I'm a doctor. I'm like that's not how guns or being a doctor works. No. Yeah, that's not, not how. Not even being if you're a marksman, you <laughs> you don't know anything about that gun. It's been sitting in blood weirdly, this whole time. <laughs> weirdly, it has this in common with Crimson Peak. Yeah, yeah, but at least in Crimson Peak, it was cold you. enough that like most fucking bacteria weren't active that room like dude would have just been in there like he didn't even need to but i mean dude basically was like okay i'm just gonna smear e coli like everywhere and fucking stuff and look i can get into some significant detail about all of that if you need me to i'm sure (laughs) i'm sure you were like the I mean, he was shot in was the one he put in the doo-doo yeah he was shot he didn't get shot in the hand I know, but no, no, he still no. smoked with the doo hand. He touched himself. He did. Like, oh. Watch the movie again. Oh, no. Only I, looking. Only I feel like the last how 12 how minutes we're watching Carrie L is actively getting an infection. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. He did use that hand to smoke that cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> we are talking EO157. Again, okay, he did not talking- catch that cigarette. <laughs> Nobody What's catches anything. That cigarette went on the floor oh. on that fucking floor. And then he's like, yep, hunting it right in my mouth. He would have been better off with the poisoned one. I know. Oh my God, that would have gotten him quicker. <laughs> I'm still not sure how that plan was supposed to work. Like, I mean, he I did start in the bathtub covered in whatever water was in that bathtub. Ooh. So like, you like, know. Janella. Oh, yeah. we want to talk Poor about... <laughs> We want to talk about Lee's acting. How about that 
fake poisoned. Um, oh yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's fine. He was supposed, he was to, supposed be to be bad. Acting, I know, like, I know. But yeah. it was, it but was, it was, it was that delightful. was entertaining. It was, bad. it was <laughs> so delightful. His best acting in the movie might be. They fucking shocked me. Have any of you seen The Invisible Man? The new one. Oh yes. yes. Yeah. I love that. I, I will so say. So good. What I yeah, think Lee was directed that it was stellar. Yeah. Lee's best acting in the movie is honestly like the very end, just selling the absolute shock and a horror of his situation. And I think the screams that just keep going throughout the credits is legitimately chilling. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No, he he really knocked that one out. And then um, although I'd never want to I'd never want to hear him say the word Tootsie again. fair enough (laughs) like that whole scene was for me i think more difficult to watch than the dude about to get the screws in his head although so the little piggy scene yes (laughs) okay that i was like and then you know they're like the amanda's like going through the guts and whatever and i'm like those guts are small and then And then, like, he's like, that's not a stomach. Okay, no, that's a yeah. stomach. Okay, it's not yeah. that the guts are small. It's that the hands are big because they're Lee Wanell's hands going through the guts. Sure. I mean, I'm sure that the. No, those guts were pretty tiny. I mean, the, the scene where Amanda is supposed to be going through guts, when they keep cutting to the hands, it's Lee Wanell's hands going through the guts because they didn't have that shot when they went to edit it. So, mm. like, there's a handful of shots that they went back and, like, James Wan got the dp to come back and film a handful of things and they used lee wanell <laughs> yeah use lee wanell in place of all the other actors so there's like i i don't know if anybody's seen this on full screen i started to watch it on like apparently my dvd that i have of this is full screen um but there's a scene the scene where they're going into jigsaw's lab and it's the two cops uh going in um they don't cut it right in the full screen. So you can see that it's Lee Wanell carrying a shotgun into the lab to come after Jigsaw. Yes. <laughs> and not the not the cop. Um, because I oh, guess man. they missed that <laughs> shot. Are you telling me Danny Glover doesn't have magically white people uh, hands? Not, <laughs> not Danny Sometimes. Glover. Uh, Ken, I think it's Ken Leung. Yeah. Uh, okay. Either. Yeah. yeah, I was the yeah. <laughs> I always like Ken Lung. I liked him in Lost. He now I will say that these cops. I mean, Jeremy, you you made a note about the dirty cops. Now these cops maybe are physically dirty because they're in this place. There's but okay, so we've talked extensively on this about yeah. how cops in horror movies are useless. These yeah. cops take up an entire half of the movie and are exceptionally useless they yes. never make useless. it to the main plot so like, useless no like, they don't who needs you know, a search warrant ken you young dies in a flashback <laughs> danny glover dies outside the door coming to save them <laughs> like mm-hmm. They, mm-hmm. they never make it into the plot they yeah this headquarters are like should we call for backup fuck no do i need this that's the thing is it like the whole danny glover th- like i love danny glover but you didn't need it you didn't need his weird like profiler shit. Well, remember, like we had the weird like red herring where for like thirty seconds they're like the movie wanted you to think that maybe Danny Glover was the killer, and yep. then they and then um, that was the length of time for them to go like, wait a minute, that makes no sense. No sense. Forget, yeah. forget about it. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, I knew that that wasn't the case. I actually, well, the problem was that even though I've never really seen this movie all the way through, um, I couldn't tell at the first, in the very, very beginning, I'm like, also my stream kept getting interrupted. So it was like blurry. And I was like, wait a minute, is that Carrie Elway's? Wait, is that Carrie Elway's? (laughs) I had that too. (laughs) I turned it on to uh, to X-ray. And it showed me exactly who Jigsaw was. And I was like, oh. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh no. And, uh, and, it's, and then that's when and I'm like, oh, he's the guy on the floor. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> that sucks. Uh, oh, no worries. <laughs> I, I want. I gotta go to like Citizen Kane and on Amazon and see if their X-ray will just be like point to the slide and be like, it's called Rosebud. Yeah, <laughs> it's like pop up video or some shit. Holy oh shit! Pop up video. Oh my god. Oh my god. Did Six Sense just credit like Bruce Willis as psychologist slash ghost? Yeah, as <laughs> dead psychologist. Well, the the um the prime the uncut prime rib uh <laughs> fucking description or whatever it was was like a killer is mad because he's dying and so he's gonna make other people appreciate life by killing them Ugh. or making them kill each other okay I'm i mean like, okay yeah he's a serial okay. killer like he's crazy but still yeah. like movie you really could have been you really could have said something with that but instead you're like oh we're gonna let him just walk away i, am. I mean if it <laughs> The thing is, like, I don't, I don't know anything about like all behind the scenes, but like, maybe it is. And maybe it's just like, yeah, these motherfuckers get away with stuff like this in real life all the time. Like, I, what makes you think that there's going to be justice? Like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, We're not it is a fairly accurate commentary. There's yeah. murder traps going on every day. Like, three people a night in America die from elaborate murder traps. They don't report it on the news. It's all a big conspiracy. But and then like when you have like characters like Amanda who are just like, oh, he saved me. I'm just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. okay, bootlicker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, I think what makes Jigsaw so interesting is that, again, it's hard for me to talk about this without bringing in stuff from the other ones. Yeah. But Fuck they it. they Fuck get into... It. Okay, not that he's mad at these people. At least that's not what he's saying. I think it's totally valid to interpret it that he is angry at these people. But the way the films present it is that he thinks he's helping them and he's really just that batshit crazy that he's like a kind person and really thinks he's helping. That's what but I like, thought when right. I first watched it, but now watch it, I'm just like, no, he's just an entitled bitch. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's totally <laughs> fair. I mean, it makes more sense. Those two are mutually exclusive. <laughs> I feel like yeah, exactly. both of, I feel like with both of those observations, just make Jigsaw a Batman villain in a world without Batman. Right, he's the go. riddler. <laughs> But yeah, he's not kind of smart. <laughs> I mean, he's yeah, fucking, exactly. he's super extra. I mean, like, first of all, okay, so the mannequin factory on Stygian Street. Oh my God, I died. I died when <laughs> I like, saw Stygian Street. He like, I'm pretty sure that that dude was some kind of urban planner and he his game started <laughs> with finding this, like making sure that this area was developed and then calling the street Stygian Street and making mm-hmm. sure the mannequin factory Next yeah. to the fucking carnival by the sw- slaughterhouse on yep. Malbolge Lane. <laughs> fucking. Yep. I, I just feel like Jigsaw could have, like, I feel like, yeah, you know, like Jigsaw was like a killer that we weren't expecting when it came out. But mm-hmm. uh, I'm sorry, like, having gone through the last 20 years of my life, mm-hmm. uh, he could just be any 
any white guy. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, yeah. just any well, white guy with time I, on his hands. Yeah. Both appreciate and baffles me about Jigsaw is at no point was this elaborate puppetry necessary. That's the only charm he has. Any yeah. of it. <laughs> that fucking rat mask is the, dope. Listen. Like, there's no practical purpose to any of the puppetry. He's just like, except and by the, the way, look at this marionette it. shit I can do. He's an artist. Art has yeah. value for art's sake. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you don't need to kill people, Chris Burden. Are you talking about the pig mask? Well, there was a pig mask, mask I get. When- that is that is used to disguise someone's identity, like a mask. I am talking about the actual jigsaw pu- like puppet, puppet, which just yeah. exists to creepily ride tricycles and okay. show up in people's chairs. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> I want to see him at the console with all the controls, leaning into the microphone to get the mouth sync up with the doll. Yes. Mother like, told me this was what never was going, going on. I off. guess it was 2004, <laughs> and I'm supposed to believe Jigsaw's like, I want to be a serial killer, but I also love crank yankers. God. <laughs> and now you just I mean, remember that crank yankers used uh, to exist. Oh I mean, these guys God. did. These guys are also responsible for the Conjuring series, which will you know lead into mm. the Annabelle stuff, and they're also oh, responsible yes. for. See if you remember this one, Dead Silence. The, oh, I remember uh, Dead Silence. Yeah, the one that's basically like, what if we made an R-rated version of Goosebumps, uh, Night of the Living Mummy, uh, or <laughs> Dummy. Um, yeah, so clearly oh. they've got a thing for puppets. Uh, oh, also, like, look it up. James Wan literally built this puppet. This is his oh, puppet. Man, that's cool. I love so, it. I think we all need to ask the question, is James Wan okay? I mean, no, no, <laughs> no, he's not okay. I don't think I'm gonna say, based on having seen Malignant, I'm gonna say James Wan is doing great. I mean, okay. Malignant is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> James Wan is living his best life. Actually, I think James no, Wan needs a hug. <laughs> no, listen, actually, listen, actually, but listen, <laughs> um, I am going to say two words. All right. Jinji Ito. Mm. That dude is living his best fucking life. Have you read Censor yet? I haven't. It's real good. I'm sure. I've read yeah. a bunch of his shit and that dude is like like super cute and happy. <laughs> I uh-huh. maintain that the best Jinji Ito comic is the one where he takes all his signature style and gravitas and creepiness and just applies it to slice of life comics about moving in with his girlfriend and her two cats. Yes. Is he the this is hole is for me guy? Yeah. 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 He's the he's the like Uzumaki and Gyo and Yeah. So that dude's so that's what I'm saying is that like horror directors, I'm sure, are just like having their best time. Yeah. You know, the more because like there's there is recently the uh the the Junji Ito versus Hayao Miyazaki. Um and you know the people this mimetic thing going on where where people are like Junji Ito and he's like oh I'm in a cat costume wow. <laughs> and then Hayao Miyazaki he's like anime was a mistake is this like <laughs> the virgin Miyazaki versus the Chad Junji Ito Dude, yeah, I think it's I don't know which artist, it. I don't know which artist I relate to more to be honest like some days it's one some days it's the other yeah <laughs> I, well, if you can't handle me at my Miyazaki, you don't deserve me at my Jinji Ito. Oh my God, I love yeah. that. And you must meme it. <laughs> I, 
There's Someone with a Twitter following do it. T-shirt. Yeah, right yeah, there. there we go. <laughs> I will wear it with pride. You need to make it. I need it. I need it in my life. If I could draw, like, I don't know if anyone's drawn Hayao Miyazaki and the Jinji Ito style and Jinji oh. Ito and the Hayao Miyazaki style, but um, I'm going to do it. TM. Do it. It's my TM Dojinji. There we go. Just 10 cat that. buses all smashed together. <laughs> fucking cat bus like eating itself just arms everywhere Ouroboros cat bus yeah <laughs> so I will say I want to talk about Oro- uh, bus- Michael Emerson bus? who as soon as I saw him just like fucking red herring everything about you reads red herring just <laughs> forgot Michael Emerson was in this movie just until I rewatched it casting Michael Emerson feels like, oh, look, we got the guy who's like, always the villain. <laughs> but he's not the villain. But then I like, I looked at him, I'm like, this was before Lost. Yeah. He mm-hmm. wasn't even Benjamin Linus yet. He was just an actor really good at being creepy. <laughs> he's got that Eric really Babius from Resident Evil uh, gloss yes. going yeah. on. Gloss. <laughs> How was Michael Emerson in none of the Resident Evil movies? That seems improbable. Um, as of the night that we're recording this, just a little FYI, the new Resident Evil movie trailer drops tomorrow. Ooh. Oh, shit. I didn't All even right. know they were making another one. It's called Welcome to Raccoon City. And this one looks like it's actually based on the video game. Yeah, they're going to the Spencer Mansion in this one. Like, Ooh. this is my shocked face. Is, is Mia Jovovich involved? <laughs> No. no, but uh, Hannah John Kamen is and, uh, Robbie Amell and a couple of other really good people. So they're actually doing it now. They're like yes. doing it for real this time. Yep. That's oh, the theory. Um, a yes. movie starring the second best firestorm. <laughs> <laughs> on, on the topic of the goes. movie again, wh- yes. why, why do y'all think, and maybe I'm missing it because I'm, I'm not a very smart man um <laughs> why why does jigsaw like both like act like this like i'm helping you i'm doing good or i hate people whatever and i'm like a superior like morally or whatever he thinks but he's like yeah kill this woman and child like that's valid like right could he not have you like like i don't know do you know what i mean like it feels yeah. like you know yeah. he's punishing everyone for their mistakes, but then like brings in these innocent people for no reason. Yeah, that's why I'm it's, with you that it's ended crazy. Day, he's just a okay. fucking entitled oh, asshole. Yeah, Jeremy's got the okay. Jeremy's got the tea. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so this mm-hmm. ties into my other question here, which is uh usually I just say, is is Saw feminist? And Saw is not. No, not this no. Movie. Oh. none of the no. women in this movie have a character arc or a personality outside of the men that they are tied to his wife and child their job literally in this is to be hung over his head as a reason to kill this other man they apparently he would not mind himself dying i guess but they have to like hold his wife and child hostage for him to kill this other guy um Mm -hmm. yeah which is is weird because like they don't need that they don't need that detail no. Other than it makes the the red herring thing possible of you know Michael Emerson trying to kill his kid and wife, right? Um, but like, I know Amanda is a character that comes back later in the series, but she is only defined by her connection to Jigsaw in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, uh, the wife and daughter are only defined by their connection to the Doctor. None, no women get flashbacks or point of views or anything like that in this movie. Yeah. Uh, it is very bad at handling women period cannot emphasize enough 
that the medical that the med student is having an affair with a man and she's not even allowed to use his first name and she is also unnamed uh she does not appear anywhere else previously to this she just is there and then well no she is in the scene where he's doing like his rounds and we see uh tobin bell in the like in the bed and she's like staring at Carrie Ellis in a way where I'm like, are you going to come? Are you having an affair? And then it's like, yeah, you are having an affair. Knew it. Oh, well that, that changes everything. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's the thing. That's the thing is that like, are they having an affair? Like they're so big about it. Did she imply that she's pregnant? I was like, so dumb with body language in that scene where, you know, he gets the phone call. Like, is she like, baby on the hand on the tummy? Like, yeah. There's an argument in the Saw fandom, oh, which I will admit I'm a big <laughs> Saw fan. So it's kind of vague about was he having an ongoing affair or was this the first time that they met up and they didn't actually sleep together? It's kind of unclear. Was so he just I interpreted, yeah, I interpreted yeah, right? it as they had been having an affair and this was him ending it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, if it was him ending it, she, she paged him. Yeah. So yeah, at home. So I had this idea that, like, first I don't know why my brain jumped to this. Maybe it's because I I read so much monster or whatever that he was like helping her with something that she didn't have the resources to to take care of. Well, she she says he says, "Why did you page me so early?" Like she's supposed to wait till later to page him for him to come and. Yeah, have an affair with with uh, with her, and I mean, they definitely imply, his... at least through Adam's dialogue, that he has been following the doctor to either the same place or various other places as part of this affair throughout well, at yeah, least doesn't I think, it, the last two weeks. Is doesn't what he it, says. doesn't yeah. it need to have been a recurring thing because that was his alibi for one of the jigsaw murders? Yeah. yeah. So well, which we never hear from her. Affair, if he's That's fair. A... If he's not having an affair, either Jigsaw just truly was being petty for him because like, oh, like you don't care about me. You're you're like patient. Ugh, me. Or he was just like, just I I don't know. Like, why was he a victim? So he never yeah. because he called him patient instead <laughs> of calling him John. Him right? a real <laughs> reason because he says, "Doctor, you deliver. You're going to die today." Blah 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 to people all the time. But now you're going to die. But the so hostage no situation thing <laughs> leads me to think that the idea is like, oh, you don't appreciate your family. So in order for them to survive, you have to prove that you're willing to do this thing and, and kill somebody. Yeah. But then like, for some reason, the central conflict between the two main characters in this movie is way underdeveloped. <laughs> like, yeah. It's set up in the first five minutes of the movie. And then they don't talk about it for an hour. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. And because they fail to establish a similar conflict between any of his other, between him, like the the antagonist and any of his other victims, right? So it's just, I think that a lot of this, because they only had so much budget, was really focused on making the visual aspects of the movie work and, you know, getting the actors, getting the direction, getting the, the, the physical movie together and putting it in place that the story took 
I don't even want to say backseat because I'm not sure it's in the same car, you know? (laughs) (laughs) They had to decide between story and world building or more of Danny Glover screaming, like like screaming. And I would pick Danny Glover. (laughs) They they chose Danny Glover screaming and charging at people. It could be very well that it's like, (laughs) are we supposed to perceive it? Like the movie was limited by the budget, but the script was supposed, like everything was supposed to be a lot more explained or is Jigsaw just a piece of shit killer and none of his logic makes sense and they did it perfectly. I mean, I think the answer here is yes. Yeah, I (laughs) want to say the sequels is taking these various strands and being like, we're going to add all sorts of context that we didn't have time for in the first one. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I, I the... straight up enjoy the Saw films. Like, I, I'm like, ooh, ah, but like, you know. really makes <laughs> it impossible to form like a chronological viewing because it's like, well, Saw 3 happens after Saw 2, right? It's like, mm, oh, God. Kind of. <laughs> it's just why. There's no Marvel timeline. Just watch yeah. it all. It's like, like every movie is show. doing flashbacks to before other movies mm-hmm. before we get too far away from Danny Glover can we all just take a moment to appreciate <laughs> the way he walks around with his gun and goes around corners oh, oh god I laughed. So it was sure, amazing yeah. he is he's precious <laughs> again like they, this was again a student film that he would they could only afford him for two days and he fucking gave it his all those two days yeah. Oh, yeah. Into, it. into it yeah which I appreciate oh yeah when it's he really surprising. Up and he's just like in like no sleeves jean vest and he's just like I'm the ex cop who hired the <laughs> photographer. Like it's really I surprising wish- that they never brought him back. He's like one of the only main characters to never come back ever again. Like God, yeah. I want to like I just want to get the whole like more of him just being like talking to his dead partner and just being all completely off the walls yeah well that was like that's the thing is that the movie was suggesting so much with that where it was like that's why i was thinking like you probably should have gotten rid of this because this is starting to be more interesting than this bathroom shit like no legitimately mm -hmm. i was more invested in the relationship between danny glover and his partner than i was in any other relationship in this movie like they were so lovely together and like honestly when he broke down when his partner was killed yeah yeah are you saying you don't ship lawrence and adam no but i Uh, do ship danny glover no No, i'll tell you why because i don't understand what it what that white stuff that's on adam's face the whole movie is oh my god every time i saw it's It's the beginnings of an e coli infection okay he's starting to get thrush oh already bleeding out like what's going on thrush don't look up don't do an image search that's okay you're not gonna like it That's in the early 2000s. I know my (laughs) way. No, I know what to Google and what not to Google. (laughs) I found it very interesting that the cops were like the only people of color. And I was just like, look at all this white on white crime. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it would have been better if the cops like made it. Yeah. And were competent. You got saw the video game. (laughs) Um, I mean, sure. Cool. Is Saw the video game any good? I never sure. played it. Yeah. Great question. <laughs> There's a lot of, you know. <laughs> I think that's a question better left unanswered. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Let me know. Good. Yeah. Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> no. <laughs> Diablo what? 3. Diablo 3. Oh there we go. No, we're not going down that road. Saw. <laughs> Back to Saw. Um, 
Yeah. How many well, of you have seen any of the sequels? Like, so I've seen a like two seen through four, but this was my first time seeing the original. Because for some reason, because <laughs> wow. I, I was a shitty teenager. Oh my teenager. god, TJ's face right now. I wish you could all see no, it. Because <laughs> I was like a shitty teenager, and I'm just like, I want the death traps. I hear this one's just all the one thing, and it's not really the death traps. Just give me two onwards, where it's just like. We death trap parade and gore spectacle. And I'm like, yeah, I'm a soulless piece of shit, 17 year old. Let's do it. I want to be, I want to feel something. Yeah. (laughs) Well, this movie, I think also this movie came out when it, when this movie came out, um, I, I didn't really, it wasn't really on my radar at the time because I was in college and in art college. So of course I was like a super egotistical shithead. So I was like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go over here and watch Twin Peaks like for the 50th time. Only Neanderthals would watch Saw. (laughs) Oh, this is, this is so quaint. (laughs) (laughs) Brothers Quay collection. Um, Anyway, but yeah, I know like, I think, um, you want true horror? Watch David Lynch. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna watch David. Uh, here, let's watch Eraserhead and talk oh, about it. I'm gonna make you sit with, down and watch Tetsuo the Iron Man, even though it's <laughs> not good. Oh, um, real horror. I'd read the theater reviews in the New Yorker. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I love <laughs> But I think that there's that aside. Uh, I think that there is something Brie, that you were saying that I think it's really important that sometimes your killer can, or your antagonist can just be a monster. Yeah. Like he, he holds himself to standards that like he, he truly believes he is morally above these people. Like at least that's what I get from him. Yeah. Like yeah. he, mm-hmm. he, he doesn't like have to show empathy. Yeah. He doesn't have to be mindful of anybody he can judge everyone on their circumstances but no one can judge oh but no one can judge him on his and he's just outside of the yeah rules. he doesn't have right. to pass a 100%. test he doesn't have to go through a crazy murder game he considers him having passed the test by virtue of uh, having cancer and deciding to get a hobby <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like all like, he did was go to michael's like me too <laughs> Yeah, the fact that his his, you know the 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 plot holes involved in his sort of his whole breakdown. I mean, I think that's one of those criteria we don't really need to hold to high standards with with some of these characters is when they're fucking crazy. He's you got know? main character syndrome and a god complex, bro. Yeah, <laughs> which that's is to true. say he yeah. is a white man. You know, yeah. there you go. Sequels. Not all white men, okay, listener. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we are aware. Listen, also, white man I with. A, did you see his goatee? <laughs> right. also, I forget how the sequels do it, but I don't feel like they use oh. the old trope of like brain brain tumor is physically causing um, mental instability, which. They, they do or they don't? I'm no, I don't think they do. I think yeah. they stick with like, no, it is a yeah. fatal brain tumor, but like this, this, all this fucked upness is all, that's all him. Yeah. He did that's all like, this. The yeah. brain tumor might've been like him being like, well, what do I got to lose? As opposed to yeah. like, this is shit he would probably have done if yeah. he didn't have any consequences. Now he's just yeah. like, well, I'm already going out. So psh. yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think the fatal brain tumor gave him a migraine and that just pissed him off and incentivized him. (laughs) I don't think it even gave him a migraine. I think he was just like, you know, these people get to live. They don't use it. They don't use it to try to um, humanize or excuse him. He is just good because that would be rough. Fucking entitled, violent asshole. No, I I do think if you set this movie in Florida and had him talk about Jesus, (laughs) and like when he's helping these people, that like literally this is a character who like exists and would not be tried yes. for his crimes yo, at that point. And probably he'd and Jigs- end up on yo, a Netflix thing like Tiger King. Forget, <laughs> forget Jigsaw takes New York. Jigsaw goes to Miami. Dude, it w- the, 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 did you guys, I mean, like, obviously do because you guys, you know, are, are movie buffs and stuff, but like, he, he, the freaking news was just like, oh, wow, look how they sensationalized it. Like, I don't mm-hmm. feel like anyone was truly disturbed. They were all just like, wow, so interesting. I yeah. was like, <laughs> really i mean that's that's that is true crime and true to life mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's that's hardcore true crime um one of my yeah. favorite moments is like half an hour in the movie when lawrence is like you know i just remembered something this might be crazy but this might involve the mysterious death trap serial killer that the cops thought i, had. <laughs> I was i think <laughs> Well, yeah, I didn't think it was mentioning before, but now that I've had a few hours. Yeah, Lawrence like, you know literally what? says, let's think about why we're here at one point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think like in the, I mean, again, like everyone has either watched only this or like a few of the movies. Like I really do want to go back and watch all of them because I am intrigued on how they handle it. And I've only seen like two or three. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that there are some characters that actually call him out for being unfair. Like he's not truly doing anything. He is really setting people up to fail. Um, So like for him to hold himself as like, Oh, I'm making a difference in your life is complete bullshit. And then I think in the last movie, sorry, spoilers, like it's like written that like, Oh, what triggered him was like his wife being crushed by like some scumbag and he's like all humans must die now but only certain humans because my wife was in the wrong place at the wrong time yeah but just that's that's a question i didn't want answered but not at all. Um, <laughs> but not but only people you know with the cr- terrible crimes of substance abuse and yeah yeah extramarital affairs and, and attempted suicide yeah, yeah. and attempted yeah. suicide what the fuck and God. i God, and fuck all, of his lessons, all of his lessons revolve around him yeah mm-hmm. yeah so like you know god you don't trust your life you see me i'm dying you're so, you're so selfish it's like oh, you don't appreciate your family then i'll kill them like bitch can you just not involve yourself <laughs> of all the slasher villains like, we've have seen you considered the fact that you could not yeah <laughs> i think what's I unique among jigsaw among all other slasher villains is the goddamn sanctimoniousness. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Jason isn't here to like teach you a lesson. He's here to kill you. Yeah. Right? He's honest with himself about this yeah. shit. Pretty wants exactly. for him to kill you. Oh, exactly. He's looking it. at Jigsaw like, like, God, what a dick. There's <laughs> yeah. honestly, there's more respect to the way they- Own Jigsaw. <laughs> there's more right. respect to the other, like with the other heart monsters. They're there to kill you. You know they're there to kill you. We all know the score and what's up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jigsaw plays with his food like a. <laughs> <laughs> like he, he's a toddler. He's a toddler. Yeah, tyrant. Yeah. 
dioramas. I am on the Michael's website right now trying to decide which rewards tier uh, <laughs> he belongs to. And now I want the deleted scene of him cutting out coupons. <laughs> that would that would be amazing. I mean, and he would get mad when they're expired. He'd be like, yes. And yeah, he would totally care it up at that. Yeah. <laughs> I just I picture Definitely. him like sidling up to the counter being like, don't forget to add my senior discount. Like, no, nobody hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's 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 be honest. He shops at Hobby Lobby. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank I was you. Say, I was gonna say he's definitely put a CVS employee like in a deaf game. Been like, thousand percent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my coupons are expired. And Tonight just... we'll find out if you expire. Nobody what do you mean you don't have my prescriptions ready? <laughs> in 2004, nobody who is technically a senior in 2004 would have had that hair style of the goatee. Like that, that goatee was disgusting. That was a Gen X goatee. <laughs> Which, interestingly, fun fact, the guy who did the soundtrack, Charlie Klauser, former keyboardist and theremin player of no. the band Nine Inch Nails, <laughs> oh. also had that exact same look. Oh, no. Ooh. Yeah. That's I, I don't know if anybody watched the special features for this film, but watching James Wan talk about this movie at at in like 2004 when it's coming out is hilarious knowing James Wan now as somebody who's done a, a ton of movies but at this like this is his first movie he's fresh out of film school he has a straight up like anime spike to the side haircut <laughs> and, and he's just a tiny baby making this thing and he's just Adorable. so excited about uh, all these death traps that he's designed himself like they made the original design for like the the bear the reverse bear trap um, oh, and he's just so like cool. He's just so excited about it. Look, oh, I can adorable. kill people in ridiculous ways. Hideo Kojima. <laughs> that's adorable. I'm so happy for him. Yeah. Make sure the bear trap they use is the same one from the short film, which they made. So like, yeah, it's not so actually. Cute. They uh, is it not? The Aww. their prop master made a different one because they uh, felt the one in the film covered up too much of the actor's face. Ooh, um, that's even scary. Oh my god. I wouldn't even be able to put on the prop. My mind would be like, uh, uh-uh, this thing's gonna go off, right? Yikes! Uh-uh. I'd be like, no, hey, thank you. Where, where, where's Bruce Willis? I'm gonna, I gotta. <laughs> I'm anyway. gonna need some hazard pay for this, oh, okay? Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know how many movies you guys have all seen, but like, can we just talk like, what's your personal most effed up trap? Like, I mean, they're all effed up because you know they kill you, but mm-hmm. like. I'd have to, like, me and Tim were talking, like, even if it, they weren't, like, the most, like, extravagant, there was one, I don't know which movie it is, but when she's pushed into the needle pit. I was like, also going to say the needle yeah. pit. Is I was also going to say one? the needle pit. And, I think that might be, when yeah. puts, and when he puts his arms in the thing to get the key, and then they're, like, little razors, Ugh. so, like, he can't take his hand back down. Oh, my God. That's also two. But that uh, was my favorite because the key is visible on the yes. other side of the box and all they had to do was just turn around and they would, it was just taped to <laughs> the back. They just had to oh! walk around once and they would have found A it. A lot of people did panic and like go along with the, with the, the, when they didn't have to, like the dude being like, oh God, oh. I gotta, I gotta stop the drill. Oh, wait a minute. I can just use my hands and my gun. <laughs> So the needle yeah. pit was actually Amanda again. So yeah. she really Amanda. got the short stick. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. 
I don't know. That razor wire was awful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was rough to, to watch. That was great. Cause they had to (gasps) take like some ridiculous number of real syringes and replace all of the real needles with like rubber needles. Oof. Like Ooh. by hand. Thank God. But the sounds that they have on it, like the glass pinky pinky Oh God. Sound, the, the, oh, at the, oh. I'm looking at an article oh. right Just now. Just imagining the... it as nails on my, Little the, baby on the chalkboard of my soul. <laughs> Needles in your skin everywhere. Little emo yes. hair. I, oh my that, God. What? That's the real torture they put Amanda in is that emo haircut. Just the picture that Jeremy shared. In the, in the chat, chat. There. the it, butterfly it trap so freaking beautiful oh my god I oh can't the butterfly that. trap is really rough because that's also one that like you can't escape from can you believe like, that i'm I'm looking at an article right now ranking the 20 goriest traps in the saw series and that's not one of them what oh Jesus. did you po- did you share the the, the yeah, share yeah. the link in the chat please, sure. please. I, I feel like the needle one is so bad because it's not gory it's like it's actually number one uh, on this like, oh really yeah one is literally ripping your ribs out your back and they're like we're like ill needles Ill. Oh. right <laughs> Which, again what are you supposed to do if you win like all right you proved you love life by ripping out your ribs enjoy your life that you appreciate now you ribless right. person <laughs> right oh the eye one dude where he had to cut open his own eye uh-uh. couldn't do it sorry uh. Yeah, there's some there's somewhere these is like you just gotta do that. I would just be like, fuck it, just kill me. I'm I'm absolutely not gonna do that. So let's just get this shit over with. Just, <laughs> just do, do it. Fast, please. Yeah. Oh, oh, nice, Jared. S- I think that's where Chucky was going. <laughs> oh, the knife in the car. The scalping Ugh. scene. Ugh. Ugh. These are all oh no, it is here. So Ain't, they're calling these. it the angel trap. Yeah, I think. angel trap. Yeah. Oh, with her okay. ribs getting pulled out. Yeah, I thought that it was. I thought it was a butterfly trap. She has to reach into a like an acid jar to get a key, and then like she can't reach it or something like that. It's like there's no way to win. I think they that's what like one of the characters is is like, hey, how the hell is anyone supposed to get out of that? Because like the angel trap is like in her like in her bones. How the hell are you supposed to get that out? How spoilery are we getting? Yeah, how spoilery? Yeah, because that's one of the ones I've seen. I haven't seen any of the Saw movies other. So let's maybe maybe we save that stuff for. Okay, right. I don't know. It's okay. Octo- you can tell me all about the- when we. Well, there's a, there's another. He, so he has an apprentice, and the apprentice is the one being like, "Ho ho, you'll never get out of this." <laughs> and Jigsaw is like, "No, we give people a chance." <laughs> Do you though? It's very okay. So effective that's how it was. twist at first. It's a very effective twist Thank at first, so and then as the sequel gets preposterously right. long it just relies on jigsaw having an ever-expanding list of apprentices and yes. allies and accomplices to pull <laughs> okay. off the ever-elaborate nonsensical plots they all go to hobby lobby together yeah. <laughs> to be fair to be fair i got that fact wrong so <laughs> to be fair it's, it's an internship <laughs> he's just doing it wrong you know like you'll never get a real job with this if you don't get this fucking fact right okay dude like jesus christ give him a chance we're good people <laughs> we're good people here but then as i just explained oh jigsaw is like the good jigsaw like yeah. in the seventh one if we're talking traps that are like make me go uh there's one where he literally burns an innocent woman alive in a metal pig because she mm-hmm. didn't know her husband was lying to her and it's oh, like yeah. dark mirror 
Yeah, it's like, how are you the good guy? Black mirror? What the fuck? Black mirror. Yeah. Dark mirror. Dark mirror. (laughs) Spooky mirror. Like, I mean, I do feel like the franchise just got progressively more like, or not even progressively more, just like immediately from two onwards. It just became like, look at the death traps. Like, we're not as concerned with the character work. We're not as concerned with doing any kind. Like, we're not. I mean, there's still some crazy ass transitions, but there's like, you don't have quite that like these talented, these like brilliant directors working with like the most stringent of limitations and everything, like the uniqueness that comes from that, like look at this trap it just became yeah. Yeah, it becomes like <laughs> look at this trap look how gory look at this we can angel get. trap <laughs> even, even the second one is darren lynn boozman who we have talked about before in our rave review of repo a genetic opera <laughs> oh, oh, God, all my friends loved it and i was like yeah it's great <laughs> Yeah. that's me oh my god that was me I was like, all my friends if i have to hear these mofos sing this goddamn song one more time i'm gonna lose it yeah well, the no. only thing about that movie that was desperately worth seeing it for was giles yeah <laughs> yes. i appreciated it, it i appreciated it but then i was just like why have we watched it five times in one day y'all my line way that i kept much. saying over and over from watching that was the raw sexual energy of anthony stewart head again the problem with that movie being that it wants you all (laughs) to think like oh giles is a great dad but he has this other thing that could make his daughter hate him and it's like no his daughter should hate him for the regular dad parts yes legitimately abusive and awful at that too yep (laughs) um but yeah no like this movie it's really like i feel like it does kind of spend the whole movie building up to like the okay now someone's gonna saw through their own leg and right it is horrific and the movie treats it as shocking like i kind of appreciate adam's just over the top screaming of just what the fuckery yeah but it's not like the movie is lingering or just like you're even luxuriating honestly the way the sequels are like on the gore like it's you see blood but you don't see bone or muscle and i don't know it's just it just feels very effective but also restrained compared to what the sequels immediately became i mean i I think part of the problem is this comes out and then hostel is like let's do that but 10 times yeah Yeah, the following year let's make the pain the point of it like the escalation was yeah so Extreme. immediate and exponential was yeah. this the beginning of like the quote-unquote torture porn yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, more yeah. or less this is the one that made him realize like oh there's money in this and this is the one that again used it with purpose and restraint and then hostile and saw two from onward just like fuck restraint fuck characters we're just yeah. in it for the torture Dude, now. even even saw and like i don't know because like i was pretty young but like i remember seeing most of the like more saw movies before i even finally saw a hostile movie mm-hmm. and i had seen saw to the point where it's just like i felt i was like wow i've actually finally been desensitized by horror movies and hostile i was like oh no i'm i'm really nauseous i'm actually nauseous like it is rough and like i don't know if it was the first or the second one but i was just like eh. like i don't know why yeah, that I it saw was the hostile. eyeball thing like yeah <laughs> I saw that one time and never again. 
I've never yeah. seen any of the hostel movies, but I did go to the uh, I did go to a TIFF showing of the like midnight show at TIFF is always one of the like horror genre <laughs> and I legit could not like we I couldn't even drive home I couldn't even make the whole drive home after this movie because it was yeah. one of the the torture porn installments and I was so like horrified and terrified I was with a friend of mine and we pulled over in a pizza pizza that was 24 hours <laughs> because oh, it was bright and lit and we were just like we need we need we need we need some light we need <laughs> Jeremy what if movie we- did you see if we schedule a uh, hostel on <laughs> this podcast, uh, I, I've got a real bad headache that night. So <laughs> make it. Yeah. Uh, whoever that guest is, is going to have to do it by themselves. Cause I think all of us are going to have a headache that night. Right. <laughs> Was it high tension? Uh, maybe. Sounds high like tension high is tension. rough. I yeah. like high tension. I know that's a kind of a controversial stance, but mm-hmm. like yeah. that movie at least is like a, a like there is a killer she's mm-hmm. trying to rescue her girlfriend and like you know there's a series of back and forths with like her getting in some good shots and him you know doing some awful shit and like you know there's you know people people getting caught and razor wire and stuff and that too but like <sighs> it's not it's not playful with horrible shit the way hostile is like, was there incest yeah. and Nazis? Because there was hostile shit, incest, and Nazis in the one I saw at TIFF. Oh, no, that's not, oh, that's not high tension. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. And it ended with a woman covered in blood. Was that, was that the title? Was it, was like, it called uh, Incest and Nazis? Oh. <laughs> no, high I mean, tension's the one with severed head blowjobs. Okay, bro, I have literally realized just how much I have, like, suppressed of these movies. Because, right? like, I'm, like, <laughs> I looked at the list of the Saw the kills, I was like, oh, I didn't remember that. Like, holy crap. And then, same, now you guys are bringing up these things. I was like, oh, my God, I forgot about Again, this. Again, people ask, like, why did everything get PC and woke? And it's like, because we got drunk on there being no limit. The 2000s is why. It was, yeah. yeah. We got drunk on there being no limits left. And we had to collectively like pick ourselves. We like we need limits again. This yeah. is too much in the two thousands. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like Saw gets the franchise gets like a bad rep for being torture porn, which it is. Like yeah. from the sequel, the first sequel onward, I feel like it's totally torture porn. It's way more flashy, as Ben's saying. But I think some of the best character work in the series as in the second and third movies because mm-hmm. uh, that's when you really get into the character of jigsaw even though he sucks like he's interesting right um yeah and i think the best films in the franchise are the ones that actually take the female characters and make them interesting mm-hmm. which yeah. i would say are like two three and six um but yeah i think there, there's oh, like a deep fish. mythology and there's like a drama between these interesting characters and that's what i like about them like the torture porn isn't really my thing yeah, like yeah. I like seeing what people do in those situations. Like, oh my yeah. god, it does I seem do, interesting but... how this franchise loves to like it doesn't leave recurring characters hanging. From what I know of the sequels, like yeah. it loves bringing characters back, and also, consequently, very few people make it out of the franchise. Right? Alive. Yeah, I mean, I except Daniel Glover. <laughs> yeah, yes. sorry, buddy, survived his throat getting split, but you know, then... and then lived. Live to conquer the a, PlayStation and 2. And then point a gun <laughs> shit, you know what I'm saying? Well, Good. I mean, all right, we're all a little traumatized now, y'all. 
<laughs> it's cool. I, I think, uh, I think I discussed, we had stopped recording last time when I started discussing antichrist. Oh boy. Oh, no. Um, so I think oh, it was frontiers anywhere or front frontier. Sorry, Emily. The movie that I have. Sorry. Oh, okay. okay. I was like, antichrist. <laughs> no, antichrist. <laughs> I'm not familiar. Uh, Lars von Trier. Okay, I wasn't sure like the film like Antichrist, like the biblical concept. Mm -hmm. No, this is the Uh, film with Willem Dafoe. Oh, um, and his confusingly large penis. Yep. Nice. (laughs) They had to get a body double for his dick. Oh, Oh, wow. Yes, because they wanted to use his real penis. And then the director was just like, no, that's That's not going to work by how large it is. Oh, my God. It's like the mom and kill a kill being like, oh, it's like everyone's head just is drawn towards it. I have no idea what the movie is actually about. I just know that story about Willem Dafoe's penis. Uh, It's I, I think it's trying to talk about gynocide uh, and like, no like like uh uh the systematic murder of women oh okay sorry um I'm not familiar with the word and then it becomes this downward spiral of the uh the female lead and she goes crazy and does a lot of very bad things that are very uncomfortable and sad um and uh and then Willem Dafoe survives, but probably not with his genitalia t- intact. Um, and then at the, the last scene of the movie, he's seeing all the ghosts of all the women that have ever died from um, systematic murder. Jeez. And, See, now that just sounds beyond horror and just upsetting. Yeah, no, I mean, that's... Yeah. that's yep, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's sort of Lars von Trier's oeuvre. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's sort of it's Lars von Trier's upsetting. Kian. Uh, is I'll there probably, anything oh, no no i was just saying i'll probably go into it i, I don't watch something that'll straight up depress me i'm, I'm good yeah no it's <laughs> it's it's rough buddy oh boy frontiers so, also looks rough man and this guy yeah. xavier gens wrote and directed frontier and then turned around and directed the hitman movie <laughs> starring the one starring timothy oliphant the one starring timothy oliphant yes <laughs> The one he is very publicly on record as saying he only did because he thought Deadwood was going to get another season and he just bought a house. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. This this. uh... Yeah. So is there anything? Is this is why I stopped at 3 a.m. That we still want to discuss. Did we cover all our bases on Saw? I feel like we covered everything everybody has written down in the notes. I mean, I think. Let's see. Race, it's kind of okay on, except all the people of color are uh, killed and police. Yeah, so. we're pretty. It's, just, it's weird because it's like they're they're protecting, right? It's like even the family in the end that protects the mother and daughter. I was like, random, but okay. Yeah, like, yeah. Make an effort not to add any people of color except for like as cops and then like a supportive family at the end. I'm just like, what were the decisions here? Yeah, I don't know. Oh. Did um, it bother anyone else that the wife didn't immediately shoot Michael Emerson as soon as she yes. had the gun? Yeah. Oh yes. my God. Well, That's a lot of not people real mom behavior. behavior. Yeah. I was like, you want to die. I get it. Okay. I'm like, like several <laughs> seconds have passed and you haven't pulled this trigger. What the fuck are you doing? Like, a lot of people no did way. not shoot when they should have shoot. My, my wife has never held a gun before as far as I know. 
But if there was a crazy dude in our house holding a gun on our kids and she got that gun, it would not be a question as to whether or not she would shoot that man. There would, it would be just no hesitation. squeeze every part of the, it until the it The only explanation yeah. I could think of is if she had explicitly known that it's like, my husband is trapped and this is the only person who knows where he is. I don't think that would have even done it either because she did not like him that much and no. loves for kids. And so oh, yeah. frankly, the movie then, no. the movie then explicitly lets us know that she didn't know that. She had no idea about any of that. Yeah. <laughs> Making her decisions all the more baffling. Yeah. Yeah, you killed, they killed the cop with the, the, with gun, with not even a person holding gun, with like, a weird contraption razor like a fucking tripwire gun that was rough and then yeah. she she can't even fucking kill zug or whatever his name is yeah benjamin linus uh, no, um, yeah, exactly yeah uh, so his name is person of interest <laughs> <laughs> yes. Mr. Oh my Persevich. god. He's an evil now. I don't know if any of you all have watched the Paramount Plus series. Oh, is evil. that the one with uh where Mike Coulter is yeah. the devil fighting priest? Yes, oh, priest Mike yeah. Coulter uh, uh, is fighting. It's basically it's basically X-Files except for the main character is a priest. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. You know, he's being sent they're being sent around by the Catholic Church to investigate I mean, you know potentially uh, like the Catholic Church and I parted ways a long things. time ago. Yeah. I'm not sure yeah, how so I feel about that, like, but <laughs> so it's a show about evil involving the Catholic it's a show the called evil. evil. I mean <laughs> involving <laughs> the Catholic Church where they're not, not the bad. Uh, okay. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay, sure. It's yeah. fake, sure. Hey, I look. Mean, it's the fiction. Catholic Church definitely isn't portrayed as as uh, innocent in the show, but the they are being opposed by actual you know demons and Michael Emerson. So you know, I mean, um, if it was a show, I'm still about, not 100 like, sure which side I'd fall down on. To be right? honest, the Catholic yeah, Church is pretty freaking evil. Honestly, like, <laughs> right. like they, I'm sorry, they've been pulling bodies out of the ground in Canada. Masters like, it's not of okay. projection, they are. <laughs> Yeah. I, did, well, I didn't I didn't know if I wanted to go that and go like point that one out but uh yeah I just yeah <laughs> apologies hey, if you. I went too far thank on that Ron. one but I no, feel no, like I mean no. one, yeah. I was yeah. gonna say like do they have is there ever a show about a Catholic priest that goes vigilante and goes after all of the other Catholic priests to do that shit I would and that, that I would watch oh, yeah. yeah like he goes around and he finds all the Catholic priests that are taking advantage of Young you people. Know. I mean, if Preacher yeah. had been written today, I'm pretty sure. That's oh my God, would have gone that direction. I don't think you can be a Catholic priest and do that because you wouldn't be a Catholic priest anymore. Because yeah, you would just the one be thing like, they oh, kick yeah. you out for. <laughs> well, you would, you would leave yourself if yeah. you were. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but then, like, if you knew that was going on, um, and you could do something about it, Rabbi. The <laughs> rabbi who is also a velociraptor. Yes. <laughs> Wait, what was it in uh, King of the Hill? The like the Hispanic priest superstar. Oh God, I can't remember. Never mind. I don't. Yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> I wish I did. Now Not up on my King of the Hill trivia. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, I was going to ask about Spiral because I didn't know it existed until I was looking for Saw, and I was like, Chris Rock. So has anyone watched it? I haven't, Me. but from what I understand, it explicitly addresses it has Chris Rock and it is explicitly about themes of uh, police violence. 
Oh, okay. How does it handle that, DJ? That seems like a. I I have I have. Uh, I have, I have fears about like well, it has thirty-seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh no! Like, I mean, that's pretty good for a Saw movie. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, that's the best part of it is the social commentary. Okay. Uh, okay. It's, so it's it doesn't really not like... a Saw movie. It's like a spinoff, loosely connected. Um, so okay. for me, I'm like a big fan of the mythology. I was kind of disappointed in terms of like. This isn't my saw, but <laughs> if, you're, if you haven't seen the bajillion sequel, that's because it's not really saw, like it. it's spiral. Exactly. It's spiral. There we go. It's a different I guess I'm going to watch all 10 movies now and the show. <laughs> yes. I'll just and have you guys like, like, Many of them have Donnie Wahlberg. All right. How yeah. many of them? <laughs> yeah. How many of them involve Can Donnie Wahlberg? Without. One, two, three of them. Okay. That's a healthy amount of Donnie Wahlberg. It's a minority. <laughs> Some might argue too much. I use what is a healthy amount of Donnie Wahlberg? <laughs> uh, one Wahlberger's worth. <laughs> Do you guys like the Hannibal, like the Will Hannibal dynamic from Hannibal? I yes. ship it. I, I never something watched like it. that. There's something like that in Spiral. Mm-hmm. So like I dig that. Yeah, no. you say this, but then I'm. I have. I was hoping. Oh, I have some. I have standard. Emily <laughs> <laughs> said. Emily, you're asking you, is it gay? DJ? It's like a two. Hannibal's probably like a ten. I was oh, hoping okay. that what? it was gonna be jigsaw somewhere. I'm like, ooh, who's that puppet flirting with? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! If I, it was like a bride of Chucky situation, but like. Oh, groom of Chucky it's a regular puppet if that was the case all of our theories of how conservative jigsaws would be completely out the window oh. I mean well, not necessarily Jane, oh, he could just be true, deeply true. closeted and murdering true. as a result right so yeah oh my god head cannon or maybe the puppet's gay a, and he's not oh, I think you can build a log cabin with a jigsaw Oh, I see what you did there. Oh, my God. Exhaust totally conservative. So I'm glad we uh-huh. made up queer representation because there's definitely none in the movie. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Look, I will ship the cops. I will ship the cops forever, okay? The cops, yes. Yeah. Totally, yes. Uh, you know, coded. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, when he's just, when Tangover's in the apartment just staring at the phones, being like, we're going to get him, Steve. We're going to get him. I'm just like, aww. <laughs> I know. Person. I wanted, yeah, I wanted that movie. Yes. And like his, partner, seven. his partner does know, like, to stay behind with him because he's bothered by all this jigsaw stuff. He's like, hey, buddy, you okay? What's going on? Okay. You've been watching that tape for six days. What's, what's <laughs> happening? Like, You're wearing it out. I will say, again, Danny Glover being amazing. The way he's just like, half falling, walking down those stairs with his throat slit. I know. I was like, he lived? I know. <laughs> I was yelling oh, at the TV. Oh my Put God. some pressure on it, honey. Both Dude, Danny, both Danny Glover and Carrie Elways, they're both people like as actors, and I'm like, you guys didn't have to go this hard in this movie, but right. I, I appreciate that yeah. you did. Yeah. Was, anyone, was anyone like kind of like laughing at like how Assassin's Creed Jigsaw 
Yeah, when he's showing up in the fucking hood and then like wrist the knife, knife comes out. I was like, okay, Enzo. Yeah. <laughs> I loved when they was like, don't move. And he's like, right, I'm just gonna stretch my foot a few feet and drill machine. Speaking of malignant, there's the costume of the malignant character is like so jigsaw. It's so oh, funny. Yeah. Oh, yes. a str- it's a straight fucking line. It is a hundred percent. It is like I absolutely see how. 15 years of experience and exponentially increasing budget absolutely gets you from saw to malignant. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm here for the journey, man. That was oh, malignant. <laughs> I will say this about James Wan. He is incredibly gifted at creating franchises like Saw, Insidious, and then uh, what's Conjuring. The, yeah, Conjuring are all movies that have had like three or four at least sequels. Um, spin-offs I mean, too. Aquaman is is lagging yeah. behind here. It's wild that this is the guy who would go on to make Aquaman, right? <laughs> I didn't even know that, and now I'm. That actually makes me more wow. interested in watching Aquaman. It's other beautiful. Than, it's good. Permission no, yeah. to come aboard. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there were two reasons that I had before, and that was the life, the life, the Black Santa. You're okay. a mercenary who takes people's lives. Now today, <laughs> it's your life that will be taken. The, the two reasons that I had that was a line watch. in the movie <laughs> Aquaman were the left pectoral and the right pectoral there we go yeah <laughs> yeah mad for titties that's me well if you were if you think those titties are nice which they are Wait till you see the uh, Patrick, the photo Patrick Wilson posted of him for Aquaman too. <laughs> for the record, everyone out there who doesn't have visual yeah. access, Emily is immediately it's, looking down to find Emily, that photo. Emily is immediately <laughs> finding it. If those who haven't seen the photo, imagine cast the movie Castaway mixed with a fireman's calendar. <laughs> oh, all I'm thinking is, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't need to see Tom Hanks's head on. <laughs> I just see like <laughs> just imagining Wilson. Oh God! Oh my God! Wilson made me cry. Now I'm it's a a, okay. So it's Damn. it's Will. Now I'm imagining like Wilson's head on like a super muscly body. I'm like that's just the cover of a Chuck Tingle novel. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Do we have any recommendations uh, coming out of this movie? Yes. I don't know, read a bunch of Chuck sure. Tingle novels, I guess. Let's keep going with that. I had um, one that reminded me of, that this reminded me of. It was The Bone Collector um, oh, yeah. from like back in the day. I The novels are good. The movie was fun. Um, I, I haven't seen it in a billion years, so I, I can't, I can't re- no, say that I it's held up. But you. Yeah, I think it, that, that, you, that, really that was going to come into mind like at the beginning of this. I was like, I don't want to say it because I'll sound stupid, but I was like, that steam pipe scene. Yes. Oh, yeah. 100%. That shit stuck with me. Yeah. I was six. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got, I was older. <laughs> I've got a, I've got a recommendation. If you want to focus on more of the psychological horror, Focus on the isolation of two men. Check out the lighthouse. Oh, Hell yeah. Yeah, I want to see that actually. Hell yeah. <laughs> Speaking so of Willem Dafoe's dick. I was just going to say. 
Oh my god, my friend. Uh, I actually just watched The Lighthouse last week, it. so it's been part of my. I would recommend. I would recommend the movie Cube. Oh, if yeah. you like Saw. Yeah. Yes. Cube yeah. has wow. Cube has got that that trap room thing going on. Yeah. And uh, there's Cube Cube and Cube and platform. Yeah. Like actually has something to say by the platform end of it. Platform is good too. Yeah. Hypercube. Yeah. Hypercube. Mm. I love it. <laughs> I would recommend Gerald's Game if you're looking for something with like oh, another gosh. minimalistic cast and like stuck in one location. I love that movie. Um, I went called the something called The Collector, which is by two guys that wrote a ton of the Saw movies and is like also traps. Not the same one Brian was talking about though. This <laughs> oh, one's okay. from 2009. Oh, collector. Yeah, both yeah. Collector. That's right. Yeah. And you got to watch Spiral. Saw two, saw three. You can stop there though if you want. <laughs> Keep going. Or them all. Do them all. Go until yeah. your eyes fall out. <laughs> uh. I'm going to go total hipster and be like seven. Oh, oh yeah. Um, Pretty much anything. Well, David Fincher, um, the style, the David Fincher style is very much. Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Utilized? I don't know. Emulated. That's the one. Emulated. Yeah, it's definitely an influence. Yeah, it's a big influence. So, you know, it's seven, the game. Um, also, the Terry Gilliam stuff like Brazil and 12 Monkeys um, and uh, Silence of the Lambs. Mm-hmm. I feel like people peeling stuff off of their face. I'm having an old friend about... for dinner. <laughs> yes. I was making movies about sociopaths. You've got, you know, Seven and Zodiac and Social Network. Um. <laughs> Jeez. Nice. I see what wow. you did there. Topical. Wow. Well done. I will say it is wild when you think about that Hollywood made a Zuckerberg biopic in 2010. I know. Wait for that sequel, buddy. Being a Trent Reznor. Yeah. Forgot his his That's the plan. We're franchising this. Get Aaron Sorkin on the part where we where they ruin democracy. (laughs) Oh God. Right. Dear God. Uh, So for me, uh, I uh, I would second Emily's recommendation of David Fincher stuff generally. Uh, Also, specifically, Lee Wanell is maybe not the best actor in this movie. He is okay, but. He is a great director. The mm-hmm. Invisible Man, which he directed in 2020, <gasps> so freaking is good, stunning. It is it is a movie that will make you afraid of empty rooms. Like mm-hmm. it does Ooh. that in an amazing way. It's that terrifying. You're just like, mm-hmm. There's just long shots of empty rooms, and you're like, "Am I looking at something? I might be. I'm not sure. Um, am I seeing things change in the background? I, I don't know. I feel like I am, and that might just be that I'm going crazy." there's just like lots of long holds i think it's interesting that the the two guys that made this movie with like no money have then gone on to make these huge big budget you know horror movies that that are fantastic um the have thing you seen that, upgrade i haven't seen upgrade oh. no uh, he did he that too to you that. should check yeah you should it's check good out upgrade yeah upgrade i've been good. meaning to watch upgrade for such a long time i hear such great things about it yeah and the one other thing that this movie made me want more of is uh Whenever we do get around having X-Men in the MCU, I'd really like to see a movie with Arcade in it. Because mm. Arcade is one of the best X-Men villains. His whole thing is just making death traps because that's what he loves to do. 
there's no moral <laughs> obligation in it. He just loves to trap superheroes and death traps and make them, you know, time. fight robots of themselves and shit like that. Like you, that's you what need I like to our, see. You need yeah. arcade in the X Men because it's the only way the goddamn danger room makes any sense as practical training, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Can we cast Co- Tobin Bell? <laughs> yes. It might be a little old for for, for Arcane. Stop yeah. it! Cast Chris Rock <laughs> as Arcane now. Yeah. Oh, oh, the uh, the the guy from the new Star Wars movies, the uh, general guy. Um, oh, the red the redhead the guy. Red one, yeah. Oh God! I mean, not like anything personal. Just like Dom the character. I'm sorry, I was. Yeah, it was the character. Yeah, it wasn't. Would, yeah, no, I feel you. For the, the character of our <laughs> he kid, evokes like. that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Paul Dano. Uh, Paul Dano yeah. Isn't that kind of what he's doing for the? No, that. I guess that's what very he's kind of doing for the Riddler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Either Check of those out. guys, they got very punchable faces. They, yeah. I think they'd pull off. The, I would love to see a James Wan Lee One L. If X-Men I was movie. a crazy bill, if I was a crazy oil tycoon with a bowling pin, who knows what I'd do to Paul Dano? I tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, didn't think I was gonna make a "there will be blood" joke when we started tonight, but hey, these episodes <laughs> take twists and turns. They sure do. <laughs> All I have to say to that is, my straw reaches all the way over there to drink now, your is- milkshake. I drink <laughs> your milkshake. <laughs> And he's the next character for Smash. Oh. <laughs> uh, Too soon? <laughs> I think that wraps it up for recommendations. Yeah. yeah uh, if you like Saw, play Smash. <laughs> and vice versa. Right, obviously. Uh, now there's there's a bunch of us Would on here, like so uh, rather than having everybody list out their stuff, we're going to put it in the show notes, so uh, you can check out the show notes, follow anybody, do do all the uh, the things, do the things, do the things, things. <laughs> do it, do it, and this you is must our, uh, win, join Jigglypuff <laughs> or die. <laughs> this is our last episode for Scary Movie Month, so happy October, everybody. Happy uh, get, get your get your Halloween on, and uh, we will see Spooky. you in November. Bye. Until then, stay horrified. Bye. Ooh, ooh! I think I think we killed it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Progressively horrified is created and produced by Jeremy Whitley. This episode features Jeremy Whitley, Ben Kahn, Emily Martin, Bree Indigo, TJ Finnessy, Steve Say, and Bronwyn Kelly Say. All opinions expressed by the commentators are solely their own and not intended to represent the intent or opinion of the filmmakers, nor do they represent any of the employers, institutions, or publishers of the commentators. Our theme music is Epic Darkness by Mario Cole 06 and was provided royalty-free from Pixabay. Support us on Patreon and contact us on Twitter at ProgHorrorPod reaches out to us at email at progressivelyhorrified at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs>